Looking for health insurance coverage? Medical Mutual's individual and family health plans have you covered with $0 select preventive drugs, $0 on-demand telemedicine, a wellness rewards program, and access to thousands of health care providers located throughout Ohio. Plus, most plans include MedMutual Pet, a pet wellness service at no additional cost. You also may qualify for subsidies that can be used to help pay your monthly premium. Visit MedMutual.com slash EnrollACA to find a plan today. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right, we're ripping off the Band-Aid, starting 502 podcast. Presley Meyer, Nick Connor joins me from Cincinnati as always. I'm in beautiful Ann Arbor, Michigan tonight. Hopefully going to get out of here before uh, we get snowed in. But uh, Louisville <laughs> falls 75 to 67 to Lipscomb. And, and again, what, what can you say that hasn't already been said? Uh, time after time had opportunities to, to cut into leads, to, to take the lead against Lipscomb, uh, and then just would inexplicably do something like just – lose the ball or just try to make a simple entry pass or try to box out on a rebound or, you know, not put their hands up on defense, just, just elementary school stuff. And Lipscomb, you know, a team with a, maybe a 20th of the town of Louisville uh, that has the guy that's, uh, I mean, no offense to the gentleman. He played excellent tonight, but, but looked like he played in like the, the 40 and over league at, at your local uh, rec center. So Nick, I mean, I'll ask you, what was the, what was the difference in this game that, that led them to lose to Lipscomb? I think personally, this, this might be the most damning game that I've seen from Kenny Payne. Just coming off of encouraging signs from Western Kentucky, um, the one over the weekend over Florida A&M, which was not pretty, but it was, in, in, it was a W. It was, would not have been a W two weeks before. But just a team that runs a scheme, Lipscomb, that clearly has a game plan and executes it uh, ball movement, ball movement, ball movement. And then the exact opposite, a team that does not know who they are, a team that does not have an identity, a team that quite frankly, doesn't appear to have found the five guys who want to run whatever the offense is supposed to be, which is once again, the joke of the night on Twitter. Uh, I, I just don't know what to say other than, you know, it's a, as you said, a team with what should be a 20th of the talent of Louisville, but I think if you play that game 10 more times, Lipscomb wins it nine out of 10 times. And, th- and that is, that's a scary thought, but again, coach who is well-traveled uh, a coach who has 600 career wins in college basketball dominated the D two level for a long time, cre- clearly knows his stuff. Um, you saw them run some really good offensive action all night long, whether it was a two man game, whether it was back cut after back cut after back cut, they just did basic offensive things that work against anybody. Meanwhile, Louisville is fighting over who's taking the shot um, and how we're going to set four screens for LLS to throw another one up in the lane. It's just, it's two different, two different types of basketball. And 
honestly, one is basketball and the other one is I'm not sure what. We will keep going back to it. I mean, it's the reason why Kentucky has three, you know, not very, you know, blowout losses essentially mm-hmm. this season and why they were terrible two years ago and why they blew blew a game in, in the opening round of the tournament last year. And it's not that I'm not, it's not me trying to say that it couldn't work, that that Kenny Payne or John Calipari's system couldn't work in college basketball. But you have to have a high level of talent and have all of those players bought in. Louisville doesn't have a high level of talent, and their players clearly are not bought in. They're clearly confused. Uh, and, and so, to me, it's up to the coaching staff to make decisions uh, to to change things to make things more comfortable for the players. For for as much crap as as Chris Mack received, um, he never would have allowed something like this to happen. Like you don't get out schemed by Lipscomb or Bellarmine or App State. It was encouraging to see them beat Western Kentucky. It was encouraging for them to build on it, regardless of of the, you know, how ugly it was against Florida A and M. You know, Lipscomb is is a, is an okay team. Like maybe they have an outside shot of making the tournament, but I mean, <laughs> it's this is yeah, this is just inexcusable. Just going over the specialty stats. Uh, Louisville had 30 points in the paint, so 30 of 67 points in the paint, not terrible. Uh, and they had 18 points off of turnovers, which is great. That's by far the, the, their best this season. 10 second chance points is okay. Seven offensive rebounds is okay. Uh, eight fast break points is okay. But then you look at 12 for 19 on layups, while Lipscomb was 19 of 23. First of all, a team like Lipscomb should never get 23 layup attempts. And they should have had at least two or three more where guys got the ball down low and and just refused to take a shot, which was weird. Louisville scored 1.015 points per possession. And then their turnover percentage was 15.2, which again, not great. Uh, Tonight they had, let's see here, tonight they had 10 assists and 10 turnovers. So one-to-one ratio is, uh, that's pretty good for this team. But, But regardless, they were just, I mean, they lost this game, in my opinion, on the backs of just, the stupidest stuff that you can possibly do. Just like, you know, at the end of the game, you know, you got LLS just like tripping and like maybe spraining his ankle. Who knows? We'll find out uh, when, when we hear Kenny Payne speak, or uh, I guess we'll find out on, on Thursday when Louisville plays again, what his health is like. Uh, you got Mike James towards the end of the game, just looking like he's going to drive, take his man off the dribble and just like first dribble, like either off his foot or just like over his head and just, immediate turnover there were like six or seven of those where Louisville turned the ball over and then when they did that instead of making up for that it seemed like they were just like mad at at their teammate for turning it over and not getting back on defense and it's like I mean it it, I'm at the point now where like I'm not I'm not mad I'm not frustrated I'm just apathetic and I think that's the worst place that that a team could can get to for, for a guy like Kenny Payne. Like he needs the, he clearly needs the support of the fans. The fans in attendance tonight clearly were really giving a lot of energy for the product on the floor. (laughs) It was just, I I think that's, I think you're probably in the same place, Nick. We're just apathetic about, about what this team looks like. If you haven't seen the, the new season of last chance, you that's a great watch this week while you might not be working a lot or maybe next week while you have some time off from work. And the reason that I'm suggesting it is because the coaching is very quality and you get to see some scenes that are really similar to Louisville basketball early in the year. And then suddenly they flip a switch, find their dudes and beat teams by 30 as they should. But my takeaway from my takeaway from that was coach Mosley says on that show from um, Eastern 
LA college. He says, or East LA college. He says, uh, I'm a bad, bad coach during the one game when they're getting beat. And then he says, I don't know how to motivate these guys. And that's how I feel about Kenny Payne right now. I don't know that he knows how to motivate these guys, but my question would be, why are we shortening the rotation right now? Maybe after the Western game, you're saying, okay, we found our five to eight guys. But after a night like tonight, we should not be playing eight guys. Should not be happening. Find me some dudes, as Coach Mosley says on the show, find me some dogs who want to go out there and compete. And if it's going to be ugly, at least we're going to have dudes out there that are scrappy, that can you know get on the boards, that aren't getting pushed around in the lane by a bunch of dudes that play for Lipscomb. You know, Find me some dudes who want to play. I think that's where we're at. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a walk-on. I don't care if it's a short kid, a big kid, whatever it is. Find me some dudes who are willing to listen, to play hard for the name on the front of the chest, and to at least attempt something. I mean, how, how many possessions, again, as you're referencing tonight, do we see guys standing around waiting for L to do something? Or Mike James, how many, how many times tonight does he catch a ball in a bad position where he's not in triple threat and takes a wild three that he misses by five feet? Again, these are, like, like you said, these are things you don't get taught at the college level, at the D1 level. But they're, they're things that these guys ought to be able to make decisions of. But to go to kind of wrap, kind of wrap what I'm thinking here, that play there at the end where Kenny Payne had to scream at L. Ellis to attack the rim down six with a minute left. They're so frozen. Like clearly, whatever's happening in practice, I have no clue. But whatever is happening, there is not confidence being gained. And, and clearly, guys are losing confidence in, the, in their own ability, athletic ability and their own ability to make decisions. And you can see that on the floor. They just freeze. And these are dudes that are high-level high school, you know, high-level kids out of high school, highly recruited, most of them. Like, these are kids that have the talent. So something clearly here clearly isn't clicking. I feel like that falls back on the coaching staff. Like, yeah. yes, I, I have heard what some people locally have said, uh, especially, you know, people who have played or coached. And they say, you know, like, how do you make a guy put his hands up? Or how do you make a guy, you know, miss a layup? Like we're, they're they're not making them miss that those things, but it, it, but but so then you get so somebody much. else. That's the whole point, right? Like Rick Patino basketball, right? Like if your hands are not up, you're sitting next to me on the bench. Period. I'll find somebody else who it's, will. To me, it's just it's deeper than that. Brandon Huntley Hatfield isn't getting his hands up on defense because he doesn't know where he's supposed to be on defense. Mm. And yes, that's on Brandon Huntley Hatfield. That's also on the coaching staff. Players aren't moving to the ball when when it's kind of in crunch time and LL it's left up to LLS. Number one, you know, that's that's coaching. If yeah. if clearly the play call is not for L to sit there and dribble for 15 seconds and everybody to stand still, that's mm-hmm. clearly not the call. But if if it's too complicated for players to figure out what they're supposed to be doing, then it has to be simplified more. Yeah, and- I, I think you kind of going back to what you said earlier about like. Kenny Payne's offense, John Calipari's offense is designed for high level IQ, high talented kids. I mean, it, to me, it's like a football team where like the quarterback is making the call at the line, right? Like Peyton Manning, right? Here's your, you know, your two runs in your pass. You check into what you see based on the defense. We don't have those guys right now. And so I think they just keep getting in situations where they're like in their brain. They're like, okay, coach said in this situation, I got to do this. And it, you don't have time for that. You just got to react. But they're like so like, stuck in trying to figure out the right decision to make now we're throwing i mean three or four times tonight throwing a 50 foot pass from one baseline to the other 
repeatedly because clearly this week we worked on the outlet. Like clearly we ran that drill repeatedly. Yes. You know, but they're like frozen and like, okay, this is what we worked on yesterday. So I have to do that today. But by the time you do that and you react in a basketball game at, you know, in division one basketball, you don't have time to do that. I think, yeah. And the issue too is it's very clear that their lack of knowledge is affecting their effort. Yes. It's, it could not be more clear, but Nick, I mean, you're a teacher, man. Like you mold the minds of children every day. Right. And so I think that it's, it's a pretty simple concept that if you're not able to get your kids to do what you're asking them to do, maybe you should look at the way that you're approaching things. That's the problem that I have with this. I don't have a problem with what Kenny Payne's system is necessarily, but he's so hellbent on switching the culture to what he wants that he is just stuck on his way stylistically. And that is, is what concerns me going forward is that it, it, it seems very, very evident that they're not going to change things up based on, on what they have. They're just going to keep just banging their heads against the wall. It doesn't make sense. It's so frustrating to, to see that when they do get into their sets or when they do, you know, make plays that they're supposed to uh, on, on either end of the floor, you see things start flowing. You know, they had multiple runs. They had a nine to two run and 11 to two run. Like they had runs where they got things going tonight and they looked competent. Uh, but then all of a sudden, all it takes is one bad pass. All it takes is somebody missing a layup, getting their shot blocked. And then all of a sudden that one, one or two guys that are involved in that play, they get out of the play and then everybody else, everything else is a cluster. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, at, at this level, that's not acceptable. So to me, yeah, I mean, things need to be changed up. Like, I think the one thing that we've noticed is changed up. Like you said, Nick, is the rotation shortening. But um, I think what what made Louisville so successful in the last two games was they played Fabio a lot more. Mm -hmm. Fabio played four minutes tonight. Ellis again played 40 minutes. Mike James played 31 minutes. Um, Kamari Lands was getting picked on on defense and they continued to leave him in. And that was frustrating to watch. You know, they were essentially, I know his name's Isomari on, on Instagram, but he was getting isolated on the opposite end of the floor tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, that's not what you want to see, especially from a guy that, I mean, he, he truly is, you know, one of Louisville's better defenders. So that was kind of shocking to watch. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I go back again to, to Brandon Huntley Hatfield as well. This is a guy that Louisville, is going to depend on for the rest of the season. It, it's it's shocking just how un, just unaware he is on defense. It is absolutely just mind-boggling. You know, I'm not sure what's up with Roosevelt Wheeler. Two games ago, he was in, in concussion concussion protocol after I think he took a big hit against Miami uh, mm -hmm. and was pro probably concussed. So that could have that could play a part in it. But it, it, it's just interesting to see that that is the one thing that we've all noticed the rotation shortening up. And tonight it shortened up to the point where Fabio, your kind of energy guy, just really didn't play at all. So that was that was a bit concerning to me. I guess going forward, are, is there anything that you're looking for from, from this team that you think could, you know, say they, they play like they did tonight, but they did X better? Uh, what, what would that thing be? Uh, and how do you get that to translate on the floor? I mean, I think it's turnovers. Like, I think it's effort and it's turnovers. Like, are we seeing silly turnovers continually? Like, like again, going back to the, like, chucking it down the floor for no reason instead of running, you know, half-court offense. Are we seeing guys come in and make a difference off the bench? 
Like that did not happen tonight. Clearly, like you said, Fabio, four minutes. Um, you know, there was really no depth again in the, you know, for the big boys again tonight, as you talked about, you know, who is going to be on the floor. I mean, to, for me, it's as simple as, you know, it's hustle. It, it's not turning the ball over and it's following the scout. Like if they do those three things, they will be in most of the games that they play, except for a handful. They'll get, they're going to get run by some ACC teams and like prepare yourself. Like they're going to get run, run. Like, and you know, the Kentucky team you were referencing that's been struggling with quality opponents is going to run this team. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. but for me, it's as simple as the scout, right? And I'm going to be honest with you. How many Lipscomb games have I watched? This one, that was it. And you know what I would, you know what I knew they were going to do off the ball? Back cuts. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're an undersized, slower team than Louisville. They're going to do things off of the ball to get guys open. I mean, they're, they're, they're essentially Bellerman. Yes, a hundred percent. And I mean, and, same same conference, same kind of level of, of athleticism. They're exactly, and same same kind of scheme, right? And I, there was a specific moment. I don't know if you saw it on on the stream you were watching, where uh, Nolan is screaming at Jalen, like this guy is going to back cut on you right now, and he did, and he had a dunk, and Nolan turned and chucked his water bottle behind him, and like that for me, what well, that was the scene for tonight it was like clearly they they pulled all five guys around the perimeter you know what's coming. Like, have we watched any film whatsoever? Right. And every time the big boy, the 40 year old that you were referencing earlier, touched the ball. And I can't tell you how many times Jody said that on the broadcast. Every time he touched the ball, back cut, back cut, back yeah. cut. Like that is their entire offense. They suck you up, pull all the bigs out. And then the little guys go in the back. Like it's not complicated, right? I mean, it's high school Nick, offense. Nick, if, if I was, if we went up to the, to the local gym and played five on five or three on three half court, I'm going to back cut. That's yep. good. It's going to be my one play. Yep. I'm under, you know, we're both undersized. We're both slow. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Right. Like yeah. how else are we going to create room yeah, for we, ourselves? We can't run jump and we can barely dribble and shoot. So that's, that's the only things that we could do. I, oh, I take offense to the shoot part, but I'll, I'll yeah, go with I, said, I said barely. Okay. Yeah. So, Oh the, yeah. And the other thing I was going to say with the, with the defensive thing for me with Huntley Hatfield is this kid came from, one of the top five defensive teams in the country last year. And he's, and they run, he started nine or 10 games. He started nine or 10 games and they run depending on again. And this is, this is where we, where Kenny Payne differs depending on their own, what, like what kind of guys they have that year, they usually run some form of a, of a matchup zone. And that's what they ran last year. And they ran it extremely well until the tournament, which they've done like the last three years. But that's what that's what concerns me is if the kid was used to playing that style of defense for Rick Barnes, what has happened since then? It's just wild to me. Like, and you even I think what's interesting is you like Louisville ran a little bit of like three quarter court stuff again tonight, like they've done before. But then they once they drop back into man, it's like defensive principles gone. Yeah. Like I just I've it, it, this not the dots are not connecting that aspect. Yeah, that that's frustrating. But it's still to me, it's still good. It's still the responsibility of the coaches to to find a solution to that. Absolutely. If you have to simplify it. You have to simplify it. It sounds contradictory, but you have to be able to put players in in position to to make that happen. Um, yes, they're gonna. You know, they are yelling from the sidelines. You know, we're seeing that that what they're trying to convey to the players on the floor isn't getting through. But ultimately that, that screams lack of prep preparation because half these guys were on the team last year mm -hmm. and they were not doing the things that they're doing now. 
And so I think that's that's the big red flag, right? Is that, you know, I mean, obviously Sidney Curry has really come on in the last three games. Again, he had 12 points in seven rebounds tonight uh, after having a double-double last game and then obviously tearing it up against Western. Just the the amount that everyone has regressed. I think that's that's the red flag, right? It's just the amount that everyone has has just gone downhill since, since last season. Yeah, uh, and, and you don't have – and I think part of that is, like, you don't have a reason to buy in, right? Like, if you're a guy like – I don't know, even like J.J. Trainer, right? He didn't play nearly as many minutes tonight after he's been lighting it up, lighting it up from the outside. Like, what is your reason to buy into this guy? Like, the college – the Louisville experience has not worked for a guy like J.J. Trainer. Like, at this point, you know, what are we doing? You know, and, and so I think that's when you – you stop doing the little things. You stop working out as hard. You stop conditioning as hard. You're, you know, again for you know uh, Sydney. You know, I'll, I'll just say Sydney. You stop doing the nutrition things. Those kind of things, right? All those little things that, when you're bought in to everything that comes out of coach's mouth, then you do those things, mm-hmm. and then you stop believing in yourself because you're not seeing the result on, on the court, and then you're just stuck, right? And then, and then you're just regressing, like, and that you know these kids. I mean. They're not going to have opportunities outside of Louisville if this continues. Like, that's the worst part about this. Yeah. Like, the coach has got to get it figured out on their behalf for these kids to have, you know, a, a chance to even go somewhere else. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they, I feel, feel like they owe it to the players to, to do that. But yeah, it it's almost feels like a lost cause at this point. Mm-hmm. Western, I mean, like, Western was definitely an anomaly at this point, obviously. Like, that's the yep. massive outlier this season. And I, the only thing I can think of that, that led to that was they just started seeing shots falling and they just like, we're not going to let up. Like they just, Mm -hmm. they started seeing the shots go in. That's, this isn't a good shooting team. And so if that's what it's going to take for them to continue to play well is to see shots fall, it's not going to happen. Like it's it's just, they showed, you know, the players that that returned from last year showed they're not great shooters. Um, Not no player on the team, except for Sidney Curry, and at times, Kamari Lands can create their own shot. Um, you know, the the players that that came in this season that didn't play last season, Mike James, Fabio Basili, Kamari Lands, they're not quite where they need to be yet. Uh, neither none of those guys should really be starting in their first year at the Power Five level. Um, so when you factor all those things in, um, which I'm, I'm sorry, you know, Kamari and Fabio don't start, but the, but Kamari plays starter minutes, played yeah. 19 minutes tonight. Um, but yeah, but regardless, when when you when you factor all of that in, that's that's uh, it's tough to see where they're going to begin buying in, right? It's tough to tough to figure out where things are going to take a, um, a a sharp turn. But it's like I, I think I can end on this too. It's a it's like I said tonight. I tweeted this out. Essentially, uh, this team is going to go as far as the, the the defense takes it. You know. I mean, clearly it's not a gifted offensive team. Uh, so they're going <laughs> to they're gonna have to figure out a way to be the team that doesn't get beat 16, 20 times on, on back cuts for, for an open layup. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to figure out how to be the team that if you're isolated in the post that you at a bare minimum wall up at a bare minimum, right? You have to be, figure out how to be a team to just get a ball and bounce. I mean, we saw it again tonight, another five-second call. It's like, you, it's just little stuff like that. Like you have to figure out how to be the, t- to be the team that just doesn't beat yourself. If they can do that, then they can give themselves opportunities. But if they don't, then they're going to lose the Lipscomb. Um, so um, 
Thursday, quick turnaround, uh, Louisville plays NC State uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. Um, not not a lot of hope for that one. Uh, Nick, what, what's your what's your guess on on the the closing line on this one? Oh Lord, NC State's 52nd and Ken Palm 10 and three. They basically have not beat the great teams they've played, but they beat the teams they should have. State minus nine and a half, minus ten, something like that. Probably. Yeah, I, I think it might. I think it might, it might be worse higher. than that. It might be worse than that. To clarify, I mean, uh, Kenny Payne in the presser says he doesn't know if L is actually hurt or if it's just fatigue. That's concerning on multiple levels. I mean, no, I mean, we all saw what happened. <laughs> yeah, it, it was an injury. It was an injury. <laughs> yeah, that was – he tweaked something at, at, at the minimum. I mean, he was barely even getting up the court. I mean, maybe Kenny didn't see. I mean, it was right in front of him, but maybe he didn't see because L was, like, limping up court and Kenny was, like, imploring him to run faster. Yes. What, do you want him to hop on one foot? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Anything else from Kenny I, Payne before we get out of here? No, I would just say play more guys on Thursday. I mean, it's a quick turnaround. Let's play nine or ten guys. Let's, you know, I'd love to see if Roosevelt's clear to go, things like that. And just get some dudes who want to play, right? Get some dudes who want to execute, want to give you some some energy and some hustle. Go out there, see if you can have a hot shooting night and see what happens. Yeah, get get hot from three. That's the strategy going forward. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, well, we'll see you guys Thursday night, uh, hopefully, maybe Friday morning. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we're in the mood for. How about that? <laughs> Uh, until next time, starting 502 Podcast, let's get out of here. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.